And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, fuck the facts with good harvest. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Paul Wall, Wesley Willis, rest in peace, and Tom Morello on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, New Year's Eve 2010 edition. Coming up right now is a band called the Free Moral Agents, featuring Ike Owens from the Mars Volta. Ike sent me this track you're going to hear, Dragon Prowl. Ike sent me this track in the year 2010. Ike also said that the Free Moral Agents are going to be playing the South by Southwest Music Festival coming up in March 2011. It's in Austin, Texas, and that kind of made me think of, well, Houston, Texas, and Houston, Texas is the home of rapper Paul Wall. And that's what you're going to hear right after we hear the Free Moral Agents with Dragon Prow. Ike sent me this track. Thank you again, Ike. And it made me think, well, it's New Year's Eve. If you'd like to send me some music, by all means, please do. Nardwar at nardwar.com or phone in right now with any requests you may have. 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR, and will me, Nardwar to Human Serviette, try to get to it. Here are the free moral Agents, thank you, Ike Owens, and then Paul Wall on Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Show! 
are you? Pow Wow, baby. People's champ. Get money, stay true. New album in stores right now. Make sure you pick that up. Paul Wall, Chunk the Deuce. Yes, sir. Chunking up the deuce. All through Canada. Thank y'all for tuning in. Get money, stay true. That's my album. It's in stores right now, baby. We chunking up the deuce. Paul Wall, is it true that you're making grills for cars? We got them for cars. Zanetti.com. You know, we got our own rims line going down. Masquerade. We got the chrome rims with the uh, iced out faceplate. And we also got the front end grills, too. So it's all good. And of course, we got the, the regular grills. You can log on to grillsbypaulwall.com. And we also started making uh, one size fits all grills for kids. So we got the grills for kids going, too. Do you get a deal? Like if you get one for the kids, for the teeth, and for the cars, or a deal? Yeah, we got those in the works, man. We're going to need to make that for the you know grown folks, for the kids, and for the cars, too. We're going to get that going. Paul Wall, you're a big fan of collectibles, aren't you? Hip-hop toys and stuff. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm always online trying to find them and, you know, find all the old school toys and all the, you know, old ghetto blasters and just different, you know, just different figurines and, you know, different ghetto, yeah, hip-hop toys is all good. Paul, I want to ask you about a certain toy here. You have the MC Search Clock, but have you seen the... Flavor Flav, I have, I've been looking for it, but this is, man, this is what I need right here, man. I got, the, I got the MC Search Clock already, but not the Flavor Flav. I'm not sure if I can part with this, actually, Paul Wall, but I wondered if you could tell the people about these type of clocks and stuff. There's a whole bunch, isn't there? Echo made them, they're limited edition, and they, uh, you know, they clocks, of course, this one, if you turn it on, see what it say when the uh, alarm go off. I think it's a bit complicated to try to figure it out. I think we need some new batteries. What does yours say? Uh, I don't know. The MC Search, I got it up in the case still. You know, we still fresh in the case. I ain't take it out of the case. You know, I'm collectible, baby. So we have the Flavor Flav clock that you're really excited about. You know, there's some other collectibles, too, I want to ask you about, Paul Wall, because you're, you know, totally into the collectible scene and stuff. What do you think about hip-hop comic books? Like, for instance, the Kid and Play comic book. And this is, okay, May 4th. What year is this? Does this have a year? 1992. This is all good right here. This is, man. I'm do you have any hip-hop comic books? What's the history of hip-hop comic books? I do not know. I don't have any hip-hop comic books, man, but Kid and Play. Hold Are you on. down with Kid and Play? <laughs> yeah, House Party was, uh, yeah, House Party 1 and 2. I don't know about number 3, though, but 1 and 2 was off chain. Paul Wall, I've been calling you Paul Wall, haven't I? It's all good. It's my name. It's all good. Now, can I call you the Iceman? The Iceman, the people champ. You know, it's all good, man. Why are you the Iceman, Paul Wall? Of course, because you can log on to grillsbypaulwall.com and get you some ice. Go to TV Jewelry in Houston, Texas, get you, you know, nice Paul Wall, Johnny Dane custom watch. You can get you some nice ice, ice rings, or you can get you some nice bling in the mouth or some earrings or something, so it's all good. The Iceman cometh, baby. Now, speaking of the Iceman cometh, see, when I think of the Iceman, I think of the vanilla ice. Oh, man, now that's, hold up, man. This boy got the vanilla ice doll. That's funny, man. There's a vanilla ice mic you can get, too. Wow. Now, have you been saving these, or you got these on eBay? These are all from Beat Street Records in Vancouver. Man, I need to go buy Beat Street. They got some good stuff, man. We need to go take a trip over there. What do you think about the Iceman, the Iceman cometh? He never gets his props, you know? He helped fund Death Row Records. <laughs> that's funny, man. He paid for all the stuff for Suge Knight. Yeah. That's, that's what I was curious about there, Paul Wall. You were at the BET Awards, and I think Suge Knight was there. Yeah, I, I didn't go this year. I went last year, though. I didn't go this year, though. And what was Suge Knight like? Did you get the chance to meet Suge Knight at all? I met him once a long time ago, man. He was real cool. It was an honor to meet him because I was always a real big Death Row fan from, you know, of course, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, you know, it's on here. 
somewhere chronic right here. It's, it's a classic, one of my favorite albums ever all time. I've always been a big Snoop Dogg fan. You know, of course, Tupac and all the artists who was on Death Row. So meeting when I met him, it was like I think 2000. It was right when he came out of jail. He did just came out of jail. I got a chance to meet Suge Knight, but I, I hadn't really seen him since then though. So it was all good. I told him I need to make him a, a all red ruby grill. So we'll see what it do. If you see Suge Knight walking around with a grill, then you know it came from the champ, baby. You years ago were involved in street promotions, weren't you there, Paul Wall? Yeah, definitely, man. I did street promotions for Def Jam, for No Limit. You know, that was my full-time job for a long time doing the street promotions. And I still get down, you know, so, you know, I I'll deface a little public property here and there and put up some, you know, famous stars and strap stickers or, you know, expensive taste stickers. So you see me running from the police because I put up some posters and some stickers where they weren't supposed to be. Paul Wall, what do you think about this particular promotion item? This was used to promote MC Hammer's album, Too Legit. Wow. This is uh, MC Hammer tambourine handed out on the Arsenio Hall show. That's funny. I don't know why he'd need a tambourine, but um, I guess whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat to eat your zone, man. Me, my promo is mostly the grills. I promote a grill. I give you a grill or something. You know, I always, anytime I go on TV show, I always bring them a grill. So, you know, I, hey, here go a grill for you. You did some promotion for No Limit Records back in the day? Oh, yeah, full-time, full blast, man. Just on, on the promo mission with my boy Mean Green, my boy 5-4, my boy Ace. We were out there holding down for No Limit all over Houston, man. Did you ever see this? Did Master P ever give you one of these at all, Paul Wall? The Master P doll. Master P doll, man. This is a history right here, man. Make him say, uh. And it talks, too. So you do have the Master P doll? Oh, uh, but I, I, they were sold out every time I tried to go get them from the store. But Master P, man, you know, he sold over 75 million records. And he, you know, is a more than a, a record executive, man. He got his own doll, man. So hold up. Did he give you anything for helping him out doing the street promotion? You know, because I got my good old paycheck. So, you know, the paycheck is all, you know, that's what I'm working for, man. And then at the same time, man, I was a part of the movement. And I'm happy to say that, man. It was a hell of a learning experience, man. It just helped, you know, plant the roots for me for where I am today. I know how important, you know, promotion is and different marketing yourself. You know, in ways like this, coming out with your own dogs. Like I got my own Paul Wall bobblehead. You can go and get it on grillsbypaulwall.com. Or you can check me out on the Honda Civic Tour. We're selling them here actually at the venues. We got our own Paul Wall bobblehead. Head is funny, it's all, it looks just like me. I got the white cup with some scissor in it. I'm chunking up the deuce on it, and I, I'm even showing off my grill on the bobblehead. So, Paul, what do you think about this particular promo item? And I ask you about this one right here. This is the Eminem urinal mat. Wow, I'm holding it too. Hopefully, it's not used. Hopefully, this is new. Oh, it's brand new, unused. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's, a, that's a nice promo. That's a good idea because you know, you go to the clubs and slip it in there, and man, you know, I doubt anyone's gonna go in there and steal them. This is not gonna be something somebody's gonna steal so yeah it's all good yeah. word up to Eminem for thinking of that good idea yeah whoever came up with this man good idea for them Paul Wall this person right here is very important to the history of Paul Wall isn't it right here who we got here Shaq hold up baby Shaq Diesel what's up that's my boy too I made him a grill big shots out to Shaq you know he sent me some I got I got a good old big basketball sign too man this boy Shaq man Shaq a lot of people don't know he went platinum too man so congrats to Shaq he not only got the the uh, you know movies he was in with the uh, you know of course he got the, the rings on his finger but he also got a platinum plaque on the wall too so big shots out to Shaq and a Paul Wall grill well, he got a Paul Wall grill, too, so he's official. Here we have another important person in the history of Paul Wall. Hoaxster, what it do, man? Yeah, Hulk Hogan got a platinum record, too. A lot of people don't know that. Hulk Hogan went platinum. This boy went platinum. Shaq and Hulk. Yeah, he doesn't even know that, man. A lot of a lot of athletes, of course, the Hoaxster. This is classic right here, man. This is so this is funny. The Hoaxster's platinum, though, man. A lot of people don't know that, man. The boy got a platinum plaque on the wall. And what I 
was curious about there, Paul, while I saw a photo of you and Brooke Hogan mm, yeah. together, and in that particular photo, Brooke Hogan looks to be sporting braces and grills. Yeah, baby. I, of course, yeah, I made the hoaxers some grills and Brooke Hogan, so you see the grills are for everybody. If they, if you like them, then oh, go on grillsbyplawall.com and get you a set of grills. You know, we had a lot of fun doing the song together, me and Brooke Hogan. We did a whole promo tour with it, too, so that was a lot of fun, and it was all good. But what do you think about braces and grills together? How do they mix? You know what, man? I'm always working with the dentist, man. And, you know, shouts out to the FDA. Big shouts out to them. You know, we, we, we've always been working in, you know, in conjunction, trying to come up with some different retainers with diamonds on them or something, you know, to make braces and, and retainers a little more fashionable and trendy for the kids. So we're trying to come up with some braces that are iced out. So if you see some braces iced out by the champ, then you know where they came from. Grillsbypaulwall.com. You mentioned him earlier, but we can't finish this interview without giving more big ups to the... the ghetto boys, baby. Yeah, it's all good. Houston Old School, the best. And I got to ask you about a couple of these records here. Well, first off, right here, the Ghetto Boys right here. Playing tricks on me. Big shouts out my boy Crazy C produced it. The first record he ever produced. Shouts out. Yeah. Ghetto. But now, regarding the Ghetto Boys here, here we have Willie D. Willie D really is the genius of the Ghetto Boys, isn't he? Big shouts out Willie D. All of them. Bushwick, you know, and actually this shot and the other one on the album cover when they were rushing to the hospital, that was actually a live shot. He got shot in the eye and they were rushing him to the hospital and they snuck a camera in there and it was live so they was you know they were true to what they did on this man now paul well, i was wondering bushwick bill have you had any run-ins with bushwick bill i know he likes to jump up on stage have you been on stage with bushwick bill yeah i'm down in miami i saw him in miami not too long ago a couple weeks ago big shots out to bushwick what it do scarface of course uh, ghetto boys you know they, they some real life trendsetters for houston texas man and right under that, we have another important record in the history of Paul Wall, don't we? March 8th, 1998. What does that mean? Yeah, that's the day, you know, I went to the good old concert, you know, down in uh, the Summit in Houston, Texas, the best concert I ever went to, the No Limit. They sold out the Summit where the Rockets played. You know, it was a phenomenal concert, best concert changed in my life, definitely, man. Of course, I was doing street promotions for them at the time, but it just, you know, it just made me feel like this is what I need to do, man, so yeah. Mystical. Mystical, Mystical was there doing his thing. A-Ball MJG was on the stage, too, but it was all no limit so all the no limit artists came out and did that march 8th 1998 yes sir the year for paul that's it paul wall back. for paul wall and underneath here winding up here paul wall we have a master p man, the ice cream man now, i want to ask about this master p the ice cream man what is the ice cream man what does that mean well, you had to ask him about that he got him a nice dairy queen blizzard right there so i don't know you're gonna have to ask him though but man you know master p sold a lot of records 75 million records under his belt man shots out to him he got a show on nickelodeon he got movies and so man he's definitely a trendsetter in being an entrepreneur and making money you know also he went to the university of houston just like me so big shouts out to Master P, baby. And lastly here, Paul Wall, who is Big Pokey, speaking of porno rap? Big shouts out Big Pokey, big shouts out to Lil Kiki, the screwed up click. You know, they've been doing their thing for a long time. They really inspired me to want to do my thing when I was coming up in Houston on the rap scene, you know, doing the mixtapes. Anybody that came up over there, of course, you know, Lil Kiki, my favorite, Big Pokey, ESG, shouts out to all of them. Big Pokey, how did he get the name Big Pokey? Uh, you got to ask him. I don't even know. Yeah. So there's a lot of people I got to ask stuff about. Can you set me up with interviews with Big Pokey and Master P there, Paul Wall? I know, a whole bunch of interviews. Come on down to Houston, Texas. We'll take you around the town, pull you up a good old glass of scissor, you know, put you in the Cadillac, and we'll have some fun, man. Oh, thank you, Paul Wall. I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And we'll give you this poster as payback. It's all good. It's all good, man. I'm going to hang this on the wall. I'm going to get a frame, man, hanging on the wall, baby. Well, thanks much, Paul Wall. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 What it do? Uh, almost. Do-do-do-do-do. What it do? Actually, that does work.
There you go. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, New Year's Eve 2010 edition. You just heard right there the Robins from Moncton, New Brunswick, who I played a couple weeks ago on 7-inch, and the Robins features Mark Godet from Eric's Trip. And that particular track that you heard was recorded on August 6th, 2008, and produced by Rick White of Eric's Trip, and it was called Red Eye. And before that, you heard Brooke Shields doesn't like classical musicians also by the robins from moncton new brunswick thank you mark music sent to me nardward a human serviette in 2010 and before that an interview with rapper paul wall from houston texas music sent to me nardward a human serviette in the year 2010 has been quite a frequent term that I have repeated, and I will repeat it again. If you'd like to make any requests right now to CITR, well, send them on in. Nardwar at nardwar.com, and I will try to play them, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R.com, or phone me right now, 604 822 604-UBC-CITR. And right now, we have a request for an interview I did from a few years ago with Rest in Peace, Wesley Willis. He's passed away now, so this interview goes out to Wesley Willis. And this is requested by Beppy Crespan. Thank you so much, Beppy Crespan. Here is... Wesley Willis and an interview with Wesley Willis on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show 604-822-247 604-UBC-CITR if you have any requests or Nardwar at Nardwar.com Wesley Willis rest in peace Wesley rest in peace we love you and that was very disrespectful for me not to play Wesley Willis we love you, Wesley Willis. We love you, Wesley Willis. You are a nice person to the max. You are my buddy in the mix. You are a nice buddy. I like you a lot in the long run. Shallow Biafra. Shallow Biafra. Shallow Biafra. 
You used to be a rock and roller. You used to be the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys. You are a busy man on the job. You work hard on the job at Alternative Tentacles. Cello Biafra. Cello Biafra. Cello Biafra. This is Jello Biafra being shoved on camera yet again by the master accoster, Nardwar. You've seen him go after Jean Cretchen. You've seen him go after Dan Quayle. You've even seen him go after Bob Denver. Now, at long last, Nardwar meets his match when he goes up against the most incredibly strange and original thinker and musician in North America today. All six foot six inches of creative and chronic schizophrenia, profile and courage in a way, Wesley Willis. Who are you? I'm Wesley Willis. How you doing, Wesley? I'm doing okay. Welcome to Canada. How's Canada treating you? Canada's doing okay, just like smashing a horse's head. How do you like Canada? I like Canada all right. You know, I want to say, Wesley, there's a church dedicated to you in Canada. Have you seen this? The Wesley Willis Church. The Wesley Willis United Church in Clinton, Ontario. Yeah. A whole church. The Wesley Willis Church. This is not like a joke church. This is like the real deal. What do you think about that, Wesley Willis? That's cool. Now, you've been kicked out of church, haven't you? I've been kicked out of church after I've been going crazy on those preachers. But this church, you think they kick you out at a Wesley Willis church at all? Hell no. And that's in Canada. 
Fredo. Now, Wesley, do you remember a guy called Daniel from Montreal that did a movie called The Daddy of Rock and Roll, all about you? I don't know. It was like a guy from Montreal did a movie about you. Yeah. Paid for by the Canadian government. Yeah. Tell me a bit about Canada. Hell out of here, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, old skull. Yeah. We have actually Jean Chrétien as our Prime Minister, Wesley Willis. Jean Chrétien. Can you say that, Wesley Willis? Jean Chrétien. Jean Chrétien is the Prime Minister of Canada. So how are you enjoying Canada right now, Wesley Willis? Have you seen any caribou? I was on the caribou. Have you been to any Taco Bells at all? You're going to have a hard time in Vancouver. There's no Taco Bells in Vancouver. I don't like Taco Bell. What's wrong with Taco Bell? Taco Bell will make you take a poop. But Taco Bell, run for the border. You've praised Taco Bell before. Yeah, if you eat Taco Bell, it'll make you take a poop. Wesley Willis, what have you been eating on this particular tour that hasn't been making you take a poop? Well, I have been... I have been eating f good food. What is your favorite food, Wesley Willis? I like soy milk. How much soy milk? I like chocolate and vanilla. How about in Chicago? What you eat in Chicago? What about Jim's Polish sausage on Maxwell Street in Chicago? I don't eat Polish sausages at all. Oh, come on! You've never had it at all there, Wesley Willis? Well, so does it make you fat and kill you? What sort of Canadian food are you eating, Wesley Willis? I don't know. Has anyone, Wesley Willis, been mad that you've written a song about them? Nobody gets mad at me because I write songs about them. I write songs because I like to write songs. It's my life. I had to do what I want to do. Has anybody thanked you, Wesley Willis, for doing a song about them? Did Alanis thank you? She did. How did that come about, Wesley? It's back a little time ago. Alanis, a Canadian. Welcome to Canada, Wesley Willis. Yeah. You're down with OPP. You're in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and you are Wesley Willis. Yeah, well, he was. So how is everything else going on this particular tour, Wesley Willis? It's going okay. It's going okay, just like I'm having my baking soda. Wesley Willis, have you ever considered doing any collaboration with anybody? There was a rumor you were going to get down with the old dirty bastard. No, I wouldn't. Have you been proposed any collaborations? Radiohead. No, I haven't. Radiohead, we hear? Yeah. How did that come about? Please explain, Wesley Willis. That is exciting. Wesley Willis and Radiohead. I got a band named Wesley Willis and the Drag News. Wesley Willis and the Drag News and Wesley Willis and the Sea Hags. They bought rock. And rock is where you? Rock is where I play. Rock is where you roll? 
Rockets Ray Roll. Rockets Ray Roll. Now, Wesley Willis, who invented Britney Spears? Who invented Britney Spears, Wesley Willis? You mean my song? Who invented Britney Spears? Oh no. She invented herself. Who invented Jello Biafra? He did invent Jello himself. Wesley Willis, what don't you want to write about? What don't you want to write about? I do not write songs about. I do not write songs about politicians. I write songs about good people. And some go to jail and some get locked up. And some get their asses warehouse in jail like they're criminals or whatever. Wesley Willis, how many songs do you have? Lots. How many CDs do you have? 45. So 45 times lots equals? Lots. So what do you think, Wesley? The Wesley Willis United Church right there. It's in Clinton, Ontario. Isn't that amazing? Is it for real? It is for real. It's a real church. The Wesley Willis United Church in Clinton, Ontario. Let me have this. May I have this? Yes, you can have it. What inspires you to write songs, Wesley Willis? Like, what is the process you go through to write a song? I just write songs because I think I'm about in my mind. I dream up out of my head. That's how I get my ideas now. Do you have any new songs at all lined up, Wesley Willis? Yeah, I do. Can you elaborate on any titles for us at all? I can't say them all because I got too many of them. How many would you say you have? 75 new songs. Not just one title you can give us, Sir Wesley Willis. Any Canadian content? I don't have any Canadians. I just had U.S. songs. Wesley, you have some drawings there. How many drawings have you done in your life? All my life I've done 40,000 of them. These particular drawings, when did you do them and what are they about? They're about the city of Chicago. What area are we looking at? Gold Coast. And how about that other painting over there that you've done, other drawing? It's the Buckingham Fountain. And uh, did you do these on the bus on this particular tour? I did them on the other bus. I did them on the other bus before this one. So have you actually have to sit and paint the stuff or draw the stuff, or do you just do it by memory? I just do it by memory. So what are you thinking about right now, Wesley Willis? I'm just thinking about myself, painting in front of 50,000 people. Yeah, tell me a bit more about your great paintings over there. I just draw every day, I just work hard, that's how I get my done. Do you have any advice for upcoming drawers? I just like to keep busy. Wesley Willis, you have the expression rock over London. Where did you come up with that and how? I made it up. 
But is that in reference to something? Say a British TV show, an MTV show? What's that all about, Wesley Willis? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, um, why do you say rock over London, Wesley Willis? Where does that come from? I'm just I curious. I say because I do work with the mess of my own songs. I do not with the mess of one of my songs. And I always end them at 2 minutes and 50 seconds because that's my life. Is Howard Stern a nice guy? He's a good person, but he's a homonger. A what? Homonger. What does that mean? Somebody told me he was a homonger. And his name is? Howard Stern. Wesley Willis, I was curious. Do you still hate Batman? I hate Batman all the time. But Howard Stern's a good person. But why do you hate Batman? What's wrong with Batman or Spider-Man? What's wrong with them? Batman's a fool. What? He was a damn fool. What did he do? I think he's cool. Batman, all those kids wearing Batman shirts? That must make you mad, eh? I whipped his ass. Why did you whip his ass? Like, what did he do wrong? I'm cu curious here, Wesley Willis. He shattered my TV set. When was that? It was back a long time ago in my song. Wesley Willis, does Nelly Furtado make her own clothes? Yeah. Wesley Willis, what is Chicago known for? Chicago's known for a city and suburbs and everywhere I go. What are some of your favorite places in Chicago and around the state? I just like the traffic. How about cities? What are some of your favorite cities in Illinois? Chicago. Any other ones? Smaller towns? That's it. How about bus routes? Do you have a favorite bus route that you would recommend people from Canada coming down to Chicago should check out at all? Check out those CTA buses. And what happens on them? On the CTA buses, there's trouble. What sort of trouble? There's people fighting. There's people knifing each other. They don't care. So that would be a good thing for Canadians to go down and check out then. It's not a good thing, don't even think about them. CTA buses are hell rides anyway. And you are Wesley? Willis. In Vancouver, British Columbia? Yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing there, Wesley? How's everything going on this particular tour? It's going okay. We are here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Wesley Willis. And you know, in Vancouver, we have something called a sky train. What do you think about that? It's something else. A sky train. Have you been on that? No, I have not. What do you think about a sky train? Would that work in Chicago? It wouldn't work in Chicago. I like the L train. I like the L train. Has anyone ever got mad at you, Wesley Willis? Because it was that guy that slashed you. John Dillon got mad at me and set me on my feet because I didn't want to give him my money to smoke that dope. I didn't want to give him my money so I could smoke that dope. So that's why he stabbed me for a bus cutter. 
I wanted to take a spray in Mace's ass. He's in jail now, serving 25 years. Does anyone else not like Wesley Willis Wesley? Everybody likes me. Wesley Willis, you're here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I was curious, Wesley Willis, what is a chicken cow? I just made it up. And what else have you made up? What other words have you made up, Wesley Willis? That was it. No, you made up some more, right? Not really. Not tonight for the big rock and roll show? You're not going to pull out any extra words, special words for us? I made up you wreck your days, Cadillac. Wesley Willis, do you have a gun at all? I never use one because I don't like to go to jail. I do not like to get warehouse in prison. In prison is a place where you don't have fun. In prison, you can't go anywhere. In prison, you can't ride around town anymore. In prison, you just locked up. What do you think about that band called The Prisoners from the 1950s, where they actually made music out of a prison? I never heard that band before. Or the Lifers group, that rap group that was in prison. I never heard that before. Wesley Willis, do you get mad often? I get mad all the time, but but the but but I got people that just tell me raw. Say raw. Raw. Say raw. Say raw. Say raw. Say raw. 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 No, does this mean I get headbutt now? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much, Wesley Willis. And how did this originate? It originates easy. Easy E? Yeah. He was down with it. He was a fool. Easy E was a fool. Yeah. Why? He was at NWA, one of my favorite groups of all time. I Easy E. But I really should talk about this show. It was two minutes long. I'm going to write a song about him again. It would be around 2 minutes and 55 seconds long. Wesley Willis, how is your doctor doing? Italian Ronnie. Aftab. Italian's doing okay. Have you whooped anybody's ass recently at all, Wesley Willis? I never whooped anybody's ass because I do not want to get myself arrested and locked up. But speaking of whipping asses and stuff, Battle of the Bands, Battle Royals, I was wondering if Hootie and the Blowfish fought Ted Nugent, who would win? Ted Nugent. If Sting Wesley Willis fought Alan Alda, who would win? Alan Alda. If Limp Biscuit Wesley Willis fought The Strokes, who would win? The Strokes. Wesley Willis, if Night Ranger fought the Spin Doctors, who would win? The Spin Doctors. Wesley Willis, if Little Bow Wow fought Bolt Thrower, who would win? Bolt Thrower. Wesley Willis, if you had a choice between a milkshake or a carrot, which would win? A carrot. Wesley Willis, anything else you'd like to say to the people out there at all of Canada? Rock and roll would never die. Scream, Draco, scream. Thank you. And also, we have to say, raw. 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 And raw. 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 When does the headbutt come in? Oh, here it comes.
For you, we're not over yet. Wesley, are we? Is this is the headbutt finished, Wesley? Uh, ah, yes, I'm screaming. Is the headbutt finished? Hold on, Wesley. I have something for you. Uh, Wesley Willis, thank you for speaking to me, Nardware Human Serviette, and do 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 almost Wesley Willis. Do 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 still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Nanardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, New Year's Eve 2010 edition. You just heard right there Wesley Willis with Alice in Chains. And before that, an interview with Rest in Peace 
2003 Wesley Willis. Coming up, an interview with Tom Morello. And right now, here's something else that was given to me, sent to me, Nardwar to Human Serviette in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's something brand new by the Belladines from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on Neptune Records. More info at Neptune.com. N-E-P-T-O-O-N. Dot com Neptune Records. This is brand new from the Belladines. Pay for my sins on a Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show given to me. If you want to send me any music, Nardwar at Nardwar.com or you want to request any songs, Nardwar at Nardwar.com, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R at Nardwar.com or give me a call here right now, New Year's Eve of the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show happening now, 604-822-2487, 604-U-B-C-C-I-T-R. Here they are, the Bella Deans with Pay for My Sins and then Tom Morello on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, 604-822-247, 604-U-B-C-C-I-T-R, Nardwar at Nardwar.com. 101.9 FM CITR.
are you? My name is Tom Morello. I am the Night Watchman. Tom Morello, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be here. Now, Tom, you have a connection to Vancouver, to British Columbia, Canada, don't you? I feel very connected, but I'm not certain, do I have a, like a child here that I don't know about? Kind of. You have one of your idols did an album at the Peace Arch, Paul Robeson. Oh, what can you tell fantastic. the people about Paul Robeson? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Paul Robeson, and he's, for, for a number of reasons. One is his deep, rich baritone voice, much like my own, gives me a chance to be a singer in a world of tenors. Uh, two, Paul Robeson uh, was a true Renaissance man, and he used his music and his acting ability to forward the cause of social justice and uh, racial equality. And this particular record, check it out, Paul Robeson live at the Peace Arch Park. Were you aware of that concert? No. That was in 1953 when he was banned from performing outside of the United States of uh, America, mm. so he went to the Canada-U.S. border at Blaine and did uh, a gig. Wait, you mean he was banned from playing inside the United States of America? No, he was actually banned from leaving oh, United leaving. States right, right, right. of America. Right, right, right. So he went to the Peace Arch. Because he knew what was going on, and they didn't want him to report back to the outside world. Yeah, I mean? didn't quite understand yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. banned him from leaving yeah, the United States, States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of kicking him out of the States. Well, thank goodness I'm, I'm not under that same ban yet, so I'm able to be here in uh, Vancouver. Well, too. actually, he worked around it. He was able to do a gig at the Peace Arch mm. at Blaine, Washington, you know, the border between Vancouver yep. and Seattle, roughly yep. Vancouver yep. and Bellingham, and he did a gig on top of a flatbed truck. Well, good for him. And that was live at the Peace Arch, 1953, I'm, Paul Robeson. I've done one or two gigs on flatbed trucks, and so now I feel an even greater kinship with Paul Robeson. Thank you. Tom, what did you think about the election coverage? I'm taking this Paul Robeson record, and I'm replacing it by this, the seven election cups. What do you think of stuff like this? Uh, I was unfamiliar with the election cups. But this was the seven election. The oh, seven, seven, like 7-Eleven. Seven 7-Eleven had these cups. Yes. You can buy an Obama cup, or you can buy a... Well, that would be a McCain cup there. A McCain cup. This now is relegated to the dustbin of history, though. <laughs> Boom. No, it's a rare collector's item. But this was 7-Eleven yeah. getting involved in the election. What do you think about that sort of stuff? Well, there's a saying, uh, you know, in capitalism, you know, give them enough rope and they'll eventually pour a hot drink in themselves. <laughs> Tom Morello, you did attend the Democratic National Convention, didn't you? I attended the Iraq Veterans Against the War protests at the Democratic National Convention. Now, two very different events. But it wasn't the same city, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys there too? He absolutely was, yeah. I saw a speech of his that he did where he actually told people at the Democratic National Convention not to vote for Obama, to tell people to vote for Nader. Mm. That's a... That's a I can understand that sentiment. And one of his reasons was that Obama endorsed the Patriot Act. What do you think about that? Obama and the Patriot Act. What is the Patriot Act? Well, should we be scared of the Patriot Act, Tom Morello? I think you should be terrified of the Patriot Act. And I think the fact that uh, Obama did endorse it as well. You, first of all, you can't run for president of the United States of America and hope to be elected without being in favor of some war and in favor of scaling back some civil liberties. That's just how it works in our country. It's, you know, there's a, if you want to win Ohio, you better want to be in, you have to be in favor of the Patriot Act. Um, that's why I think that uh, musicians like Jello and myself have a great advantage over politicians, that we can speak in an unfiltered way about what we think. Like, much like yourself. Well, thank you're, you. You're about as unfiltered as it gets. Well, can I put my gosh darn cups down? Uh, yes, you thank can you actually. Please thanks. preserve those because those are going to go straight on eBay. Yeah, they're on the table. Over. Actually, but they'll be at a discount. It'll be really easy to get those, won't it? Okay, can I have the Paul Robeson record? Um, we'll talk about that later there, Tom Morello. All right. We'll negotiate. But Tom Morello, continuing 
liar, Obama. Yeah. He's also good friends with Warren Buffett, millionaire mm. Warren Buffett. Should we be afraid of Warren Buffett? I think we should be more afraid if he were friends with Jimmy Buffett, because I think that uh, boom. <laughs> I think that uh, you know, maybe would infect people with his money and his song. <laughs> that's right. If there's a cabinet position open for Jimmy Buffett, I think that's when I may once again vow to move to Canada. Now, what I was curious there, Tom Morello, Republican National Convention, you were there too, weren't you? At the protest there, correct. Yes. And you ended up trying to protest, but you ended up having to sing a cappella. That's correct. We were actually, when Rage Against the Machine arrived to play our show at the protests at the RNC, we were surrounded by riot police who told us an interesting thing to tell someone in a country that has a uh, protection of free speech. They said, if you approach the stage to sing your songs, you'll be arrested. Now imagine if something like that happened in Beijing during the Olympics and a musical group who was critical of the government was told by the authorities that they would be arrested for singing their songs. It would have been an international human rights incident. This did not happen in Beijing. This happened in Minnesota. However, Tom Morello, you've been to a few protests in your time, haven't you? Yes, I'm, yes. So did you not suspect that the power might be pulled? Why weren't there backup generators? <laughs> would you do that next time? Well, it, was, it wasn't so much, much a matter of backup generators. It was a phalanx of riot police physically barring the band from getting to the stage. However... So the plug wasn't pulled then, in other words? I think they also plugged pulled the plug because when they got a good look at Timmy C, who's the bass player and a very strong person, and some of our security guys, I think they thought we might actually be able to take them, hogtie them, and make it to the stage so they better pull the plug as well. Was there once a motorboat escape with Tom Morello? There was, but that was that was at the uh, G8 protests in Rostock, Germany, when uh, the Night Watchman was the only American artist performing on that day, and I did have to run the uh, the police boat barrack blockade on the Baltic Sea in order to get to the show. Did was, you get seasick at all? It was very Pirates of the Caribbean. No, did you get seasick at all? I didn't get. I was no. I, my stomach was calmed with revolutionary fervor. Tom Morello, on your brand new CD, you have a song called Saint Isabella. Saint Isabel, yes. And you are a saint, aren't you, Tom? Morello? No, but my dear departed Aunt Isabel was. But you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy, aren't you? To hear you tell it. Now, Tom, I think you are pretty nice, because do you remember playing with Rage in Baltimore a gig where there were cops protesting outside a gig that you were playing? That was not an uncommon occurrence during the history of Rage Against the Machine. So there were some cops protesting outside of one of your gigs, and I heard that you, just to kind of screw with the cops, bought the cops coffee and donuts to help with their protests. There were actually about 300, uh, 350 cops uh, who were picketing the Rage Against the Machine show, and we bought them 350 donuts. And so we figured if they weren't going to be out serving and protecting the people of Baltimore, they might at least be well-fed. And they had no idea that you guys bought it. Nobody did that. Oh, no. they We sent a note. We sent a note from signed Love Rage Against the Machine. Here's your donuts. Tom Morello, winding up here, did your mom really know Ice-T and Two Live Crew? My mom does know Ice-T and Two Live Crew. <laughs> did they come over for dinner? Like when you were growing up, was Ice-T and Two Live Crew up at your house? No, it, it was sort of... My mom met them through my you know, uh, contacts in the world of hip-hop, but she's still very good friends with Cypress Hill and other rappers. Now, I was curious, what is your rap handle? Because I thought you were, quote, rappers are in danger. Is that you? No, I would be Skinny T. That would be my moniker. And this is my set, Libertyville, LBV. Because I see that you contributed, apparently, I don't know if this is an internet rumor, to the soundtrack of Dangerous Ground, and you were Tom Morello, a.k.a. rappers are in danger. No, the song is called rappers are in danger. It's a KRS One song that I remixed. I just love that name. Rappers are in danger. <laughs> I love to I, say it. I, I do. It's just totally amazing. <laughs> you love to say it a little more than I love to hear it, but it's fine. We're all together. Tom Morello, you also have a connection to the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is the Tom Morello connection to the Dukes of Hazard? I have a muscle car that is similar to the car in the Dukes of Hazard, but I'm not, I can't wait to hear what you're referring to. On your new record, you have a song called Iron Wheel. And that has also on the song... Shooter Jennings. Whose dad is... Waylon Jennings. Who wrote the song... For Dukes of Hazard. There you go. There's your connection. Did you know that? <laughs> that that there is a connection, and I believe I've now won the prize, the Paul Robeson record. Give it up. Um, I'm just wondering here. <laughs> just, just just wondering here, Tom Morello. Though Shooter Jennings. What can you say about Shooter? That's pretty cool. Waylon Jennings' son. Yeah, Shooter's lovely. He actually uh, was the engineer on the very first Night Watchman demos back in 2002. There you have it. Tom Morello, the Justice Tour. Yeah. You had Wayne Kramer of the MC5 aboard on that, didn't you? That's, yes. How were your eating habits going on that particular tour? Because Wayne Kramer was with MC5. He made his band eat cottage cheese and T-bone steaks for six months straight in the MC5. Well... I'm a grown man, and Wayne Kramer didn't make me eat anything I didn't want to on the Justice Tour. He's a lovely fella, and it was great to have him. Did you ever boycott Taco Bell? Why should people boycott Taco Bell? I love the bell! Run for the border! Um, I did indeed boycott Taco Bell when they were uh, not... The, the growers who picked the lettuce and the tomatoes for the tacos were being very, very much underpaid and abused, treated like virtual slaves. So for a while, it was the thing to do to boycott Taco Bell. I believe now, once again, you can enjoy your chalupa guilt-free. Tom Morello, lastly, you're winding up Boots, who's on this tour with you right now. Boots Riley. Do bad words get Boots in trouble? Can bad words still get you in trouble? I heard that bad words got Boots in trouble. Can you get in trouble with bad words? Apparently, I think he got, it was Bonnaroo or somewhere where Boots, I don't think the words were any better or worse than the words at any other coup show, but uh, we'll find out tonight. Did you cause Metallica to get a psychiatrist? <laughs> I didn't cause Metallica to get a psychiatrist, but the, the performance enhancement coach who you see in the movie Some Kind of Monster was referred to them by Metallica's management, who at the time was also managing Audio Slave, a band in need of a psychiatrist. Because they were afraid that, you know, they were going to lose Audio Slave, they're afraid that lost rage, etc., etc. Yeah. So they hired a psychiatrist for Metallica. So you helped save Metallica. Absolutely. It's actually the guy, how I met the, the guy, Phil Toll, who's a, who's a wonderful dude, he was a performance enhancement coach for the St. Louis Rams football team. You can you put this in your nose and ask somebody else later about this. For the, for the St. Louis Rams football team, uh, I'm a fan of the team. We spent a lot of time around the team. And I was, I'd ask this guy, I'm like, what, what's your job? And he said, well, you know, a lot of times what keeps you from winning the Super Bowl isn't the lack of your physical abilities. It's your, like, sort of mental ability to get it together and do the best you can. I thought, you need to work with some rock bands because rock bands are screwed up in the head. And he came over and sort of helped Audio Slave, but I think very much helped Metallica. It's amazing. The unlikeliest sources, like the St. Louis Rams help Metallica, and then South Park helps you, Tom Rello, meet Joe Strummer. That's right. That's weird that South Park would be the person that would help. It's where the St. Louis Rams would help Metallica. Now, what does South Park have in common with Dukes of Hazard? I'll ask the questions. I'm not sure. What did he have in common? At that recording session, I drove up to it in my muscle car, which is very much like the muscle car in Dukes of Hazard. Which Joe Strummer loved. He loved that car. He crawled around it. That's how we bonded. It was very nice. Well, thanks so much, Tom Morello. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? I don't know. This has been a very interesting interview, and I thank you very much. You know, I'll tell you, I, I will add one thing. I was talking with some friends last night. We were wandering around Vancouver, and I was thinking, man, you know what? One of the things that's it's difficult, when you're a Tom Morello political rock musician, and you run into thoughtful journalists all the time who are normally inter interviewing rockers or pop stars, they've got to come up with a different set of questions each time because they do a lot of the same kind of interviews. When you're the political rocker, every thoughtful journalist thinks of the same eight questions, right? You just can't help it. So it's like, like Rolodex, card one, answer B. This has been a very thoughtful interview, yet with completely different questions, and now I'd like my Paul Robeson record. 
much there, Tom Morello. Why should people care about Tom Morello? <laughs> well, that's a question they'll have to answer for themselves. I'm just going to do my best, continue sticking it to the man with my rock music and my folk music, and that is a dashing outfit you have on. Well, thanks so much, Tom. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 loot do I'm not playing your little reindeer games. Uh, almost! That's a good movie, too! Do, 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 loot, do. Help me. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. You just heard right there. Tom Morello. An interview with Tom Morello on the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show, New Year's Eve 2010 edition. And we have a request. Thank you, caller. Here are the magnificent Throbbing Gristle with 6660s. A request on an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show. And right after Throbbing Gristle, we're going to hear something by the Brutal Knights featuring Nick Flanagan. And then we're going to hear some of Nick Flanagan's Comedy. Nick Flanagan is the singer for The Brutal Nights. Some brand new Brutal Nights. We're going to hear too many tattoos. And then a bit of Nick Flanagan comedy from Nick Flanagan's upcoming comedy record. Right now, here's Throbbing Gristle. And again, if you have any requests for the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, New Year's Eve edition, Nardwar at Nardwar.com or 604-UBC-CITR. From the greatest hits, Throbbing Gristle CD, here's 6660s on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, 2010 New Year's Eve edition on CITR.
interview with Tom Morello and we just had a request thank you caller for some Tom Morello so we're going to play some Tom Morello we're being the Nardwar the human serviette radio show and you just heard right there brand new from Brutal Nights from Toronto Ontario featuring Nick Flanagan on vocals the reason I keep mentioning Nick Flanagan is that Nick when I first arrived in Toronto with a rock and roll band greeted me in 1994 at the club Sneaky D's when he was just a little teenager and I think he even videotaped it I'd love to see clips of that so he's been in the rock and roll scene for years all the way from like a teenager a very early teen like 11 basically right up to now he's still in the game still doing rock and brutal nights are breaking up which is kind of sad but we do have this song to remember them too many tattoos and coming up right after Tom Morello as I'm sure Nick will understand will be something from Nick Flanagan's comedy record right now here's Tom Morello by request on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, New Year's Eve 2010 edition. This is Tom Morello with One Man Revolution and then some Nick Flanagan comedy. Now how about that? So tonight I'm in the bushes with a baseball bat Cause I'm a one man 
So do you guys like jokes? <laughs> I love jokes. Love them. I love to tell them. Love to hear them. The favorite joke that I've got in my repertoire is uh, the joke I play on my parents, where I pretend to be an independent adult, yet invariably ask them for $1,000 and three home-cooked meals every month. <laughs> Do you guys like life? <laughs> life getting a slightly more lackluster response than jokes. <laughs> I've got good odds tonight. I think that life is uh, like a box of chocolates. Because everybody deserves one. <laughs> it is true. On the other hand, though, life is also like an abortion, because it is necessary. Sometimes it involves getting kicked in the stomach. Teenagers abuse the privilege. And it's tinged with regret. Life is also like diarrhea somewhat, because it is terrible. You have the option of reading a magazine. You don't know when it's gonna end, but it does in fact end. And you secretly enjoy it. I made a little, uh, Routine up called Old Setups, New Punchlines. And try it out on you guys. You get the concept, Old Setups, New Punchlines. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because the word road had been misspelled on a test. The chicken was a teacher. Confucius say, internet has greatly reduced my usefulness as a provider of information. 
guy walks into a bar forever. <laughs> Bold setups, new punchlines. <laughs> they recently uh, said that there's no G spot orgasm, but we all know that's not true. There is G spot orgasms, they're the ultimate in pleasure. Men have them, women have them. Uh, when a woman has a G-spot orgasm, what happens is she uh, shoots out a neon goo for 30 to 40 minutes. As you look in an uncomprehending manner at her area, wondering when it will stop. <laughs> and when a man, because men, we have G-spot orgasms too, it's the ultimate pleasure. When a man has a G-spot orgasm, what happens is we die. <laughs> because that's what we want the most. <laughs> the G is short for genie. That's what I'm trying to say, and they grant your deepest wish. <laughs> Women, I have no idea why your deepest wish is to shoot out a neon goo, but I applaud it. Um, do people even like having their faces cummed on, by the way? <laughs> I can never tell because my orgasm is always covering their entire expression area. <laughs> I love to get blowjobs. <laughs> this is a perfect time to applaud. This is... I especially love getting blowjobs from guys with beards. <laughs> Ladies, you know what I'm great getting blowjobs for guys with beards because it feels like you're dominating Santa and your father all at once. I, uh, had a girl once break up with me via email. That sucked. I didn't even know it was from her at first. I thought it was spam email. Because the subject of the email was get a bigger dick. like them and you think you're going to go along with them, a really important thing to do is to find out their birthday immediately. you got to do that. Because what if they don't have a birthday? That means they're a replicant and you have got to get out of there immediately. I think my boss might be a robot. Um, because he's always asking me to pour oil on his crotch. And he's astoundingly accurate at math as well as incapable of emotion. <laughs> I hate that uh, TV show, Doctor Who. More like Doctor Why. I mean, if I wanted to see a British guy go back in time, I would just find the nearest British guy and punch him in the face so that he arrived in the moment before I punched him. Because then he couldn't fight back because he wouldn't know I had punched him. <laughs> I don't believe in butlers. No. I don't think they're right. And I don't think they're natural. The Bible tells us so. It's in there, page six. It's 
specifically says it is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Jeeves. I also don't believe in woodwind instruments. They're not natural, they're not right. Bible says so too. Page 11. Specifically states it's Adam and Eve, not oboes and reeds. <laughs> Furthermore, I don't believe in the French. Don't think they exist. Don't think they're right. It's on page trois. It says so. It's Adam and Eve, not Madame and Eve's. <laughs> I also don't believe in the 9-11 attacks. They're not right. They're not natural. So says God within the Bible pages. Near the back. Specifically states it is Adam and Eve, not Anation griefs. get at is that it is very difficult for me to find someone I'm sexually compatible with. Does anyone here have a Commodore 64 joystick port in their rectum, vagina, or mouth? My penis is a very outdated model. Do you think that the world is so fucked up because God molested Adam as a child? Nick Flanagan from Brutal Nights from his brand new comedy record. There's lots more of his comedy on his brand new upcoming record. That's Nick Flanagan, the lead singer of The Brutal Nights, who we played earlier on an Artwater Human Serviette radio show. More stuff that has been sent to me this past year on an Ardwarta Human Serviette radio show. So thank you, listeners, for requests. Thank you, people, bands, everybody, for everything you've contributed to an Ardwarta Human Serviette radio show this year. Right now, here's something that was also sent to me, Nardwarta Human Serviette. This is from 100 Bullets Back. Thank you so much, 100 Bullets Back. They sent me this CD here. And 100 Bullets Back are on the ARF Recordings record label. If you want more info on them, they're from England. ARF Recordings, myspace.com slash ARF, A-R-F, Recordings. Myspace.com slash ARF Recordings, the name of the band, 100 Bullets Back. And this particular track is called Anger Management Company. To end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show in 2010. Thanks for your contributions. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do 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 100 bullets back.
Authority under my skin and now my brain is fried 